0: Hello and welcome to Breaking Ground on iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Talon, the show where we chat to industry experts to get a view on what's happening on the ground and new trends emerging within the construction industry. This show is brought to you in partnership with Place Engage, a data driven platform for more successful public consultation and community engagement for your next development project. Now, while I said normally we chat to industry experts on the ground, today we're getting more of a bird's eye view because we're joined by Kate Fahey, Crane Operator for Dairy Park Construction, and she is on site in the crane at Salt Hill in Galway. Kate, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, Kate, I am delighted to say you are our first guest that we've interviewed from inside a crane. How many feet above the ground are you today?
1: I'm about 130
0: or 135 feet. Excellent, and and your oversaw hill having no doubt one of the best views in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, Kate, most people will be familiar with you. You have absolutely caused quite a stir, not just in Ireland across the Irish construction industry, but globally. Um, so is it is it true that you are one of the first female crane operators in Ireland? That's what people have
1: said to me. I, a few people have. Brought it up to me. I'm not 100% sure. I know that there wasn't, definitely wasn't many tower crane operators, female tower crane operators, but there definitely was mobile crane operators. So I could be um the first female tower crane op- operator registered in Ireland, but I'm not sure.
0: And you are still a teenager. Yeah, I'm still a teenager. <laughs> That is that's unbelievable, Kate. Um, so look, I what well, most people will be so interested to hear, because obviously we're we're all the time talking about how to, because we know that construction is not um is not necessarily considered an appealing uh, career option for the next generation of talent. So we are sorely trying to attract the next generation of talent into construction. And we generally do that by saying construction is not what you think it is. There's a data and, and digital approach to construction Absolutely. that it's not necessarily muddy boots on the site. But how did you get into how did you get into construction? Well, to be
1: completely honest, I had no interest in construction. I, I well in school, the subject construction I did like, but the construction industry, it never was an option. Number one, because I didn't really think about it as an option. And then as well, I think having my dad own a construction company I saw him work extremely hard extremely long hours and stuff so I think subconsciously it kind of turned me off the industry a little bit so that could have been it as well but I I didn't plan it I just needed a summer job dad says no problem up to Dublin with you I will put you in the office and I hated the office absolutely despised it just was a way to make money for college but then once I started getting friendly with the lads and starting to do more things on site, doing safety checks, you know, talking to the lads. I started to enjoy it so much more. And then eventually I decided to up the crane one day and loved it so much and then became a crane driver, got my ticket after that, started training. And haven't really looked back since. I said that I'd take one year out of college and um go driving a crane for a year. Then the next year rolled around and I'm on my second year out and I haven't applied to the CEO this year, so...
0: Amazing. Do you know, I think it's really interesting when you say despite having a family business in construction, you still didn't even consider that as an option. That's because that's quite unusual. Do you know, normally when there's a family business, it's at least a consideration. And, you know, again, I it probably will not surprise many people to hear that your dad in construction would you would from the outside be looking in and seeing him working very long hours and no doubt being under a huge yeah. amount of stress because construction is a stressful job. Um Absolutely, and yeah. and that being considered, that that's something that was off-putting to you. So actually, from the time that you've now, I, I suppose that you you've embraced this as a career how are you how are you feeling about um are you able to say to your friends actually i would really encourage you to look at a career in construction has this changed your perception on how you communicate about a career in construction to people your age
1: absolutely i i remember when i was in leaving cert i couldn't understand girls going off and doing engineering or Architecture, when they d- never did engineering in school or construction in school, I couldn't understand it at all. And when they wouldn't have had it in the family, but now I do because I can see how it ca- could be a little bit appealing if you just did that small little bit of research into it. One of my my best friends is doing, she's only over the road there, she's doing um, engineering in, in ATU and she loves it. And if you saw her, I'd say majority of our year in school wouldn't have said, oh, yeah, she's going to become a, an engineer. But I guarantee you, she's going to be an absolute brilliant engineer, you know, and she really does enjoy it.
0: It's amazing, actually. You know, it's one of those things that um, and I say from having a daughter just a few years older than you, that actually the career options have really changed, you know, from, say, 20, 25 years ago. But there's still an element of, you know, I've heard it's patronising to say that if women don't see it, they can't become it. But actually, it is difficult to, to think about careers if you don't know what they are. And one of the things that we've discovered through kind of looking at the modern methods of construction and looking at through that lens to see how can we encourage the next generation of talent into the industry, irrespective of what position they are going to be at in the industry. It's trying to educate them on what a career in construction actually looks like. So Absolutely. when you were in Leaving Cert... Did you have a career guidance teacher explain what the different roles in construction? No,
1: no I think there is still a very, very old fashioned view on construction that it's just on site and that's it. I mean, there's engineers, health and safety, all this sort of stuff that you can go to college for. But then there's also apprenticeships. There is driving a machine What I'm at. There's so much and it's it's not it's not talked about. I remember when I was in school, there was someone coming in to speak with us from Solace and the girls weren't allowed to go. We weren't allowed to go because you're only trying to get out of class. Why would you want to go? Now, we could have very well been trying to get out of class, but at the same time, you never know. One of us could have been sitting there and said, Do you know what? Actually, that that could be something I'd look into. And we weren't allowed to go, the lads were let off and the girls were sent back to class and that's the way it is like and our school wouldn't wouldn't be the only one in that situation I'd say you know it I don't think it's I think it's just a general view within households schools everywhere
0: so we're saying that gender bias isn't something that happens at the level of entering the construction industry it's happening at a much earlier stage whether it's absolutely the toys we give kids or uh, I know in in uh, the coming weeks we're going to be interviewing a lady on the show here who writes children's books about girls who build um so again yeah. it's about changing the narrative from a really early age not even secondary school but primary school and even even for toys for children, uh, gender yeah. neutral toys for children at an earlier age. Um, but look, now that you're in and you're on site, what does uh, what does this typical work day look like for you?
1: Typical work day. It's actually it's quite simple. I think people are just so fascinated. Like I always laugh when people say the first question I get asked is, how do you get up? I'm like, what do you mean? How do I get up? I have to climb up. So people as simple as that, people don't understand. But I come in at seven o'clock just come up, fill out a form at the start of the week to inspect the crane, climb the crane, get it all set up, grease the crane and work away for the day then. How long does it take to, how long does it take for you to climb up? Depends on my mood. (laughs) Normally um, for climbing up, if I'm taking breaks in between the ladders about
0: six, seven minutes. Okay. So to be fair, that's a, fair climb up and down when you're in the crane are you are you on duty from a health and safety point of view you know how are you working with people on the ground um and 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 how do you factor in breaks and safety so for, i work from
1: seven until ten and then i have a half hour break at ten and then i work from half ten until half one and then back on duty at about two and then we finish normally around five six o'clock depending on how busy the day is going but just throughout the day it's I think actually I've really enjoyed the crane for the simple reason is I'm I get to work with a lot of the trades on site the lot of subcontractors I'm lifting materials for everyone so I'm learning all the time and you wouldn't think it you think someone just driving machine or they're just driving away up there you know but it's actually quite educational now we'll say you know, shutters, is
0: everything. When you're doing anything, you just keep learning. I presume there's a you have to be very good at communication when you are 130 feet away from the people
1: that yeah,
0: that you're absolutely. directly that you're directly serving.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I have my radio here, and um, Paul is my banksman, and he just be chatting away to me on it. And um, a lot, especially particularly on the site I'm on at the minute, a lot of the lifting. He's blind so he has to be on the radio the whole time but normally when i can see if it's lifts on the roof or in the courtyard here down below me it's fairly okay you know i can see but when it's blind it the communication is very important like it's just keeping my ears peeled for paul the whole time
0: Um taking your age out of the conversation the reality is you are new to a career in construction because obviously yeah. you're you're not long out of school so there's There's a learning curve with any job in any industry. So by any standard, you're you're new into the industry. So you're new into the into um, the job that you're doing on a daily basis. And this is one that carries a huge amount of responsibility. So how do you handle that mentally? I think I probably don't think
1: as deep into it as I should. Like, I just think okay, when you're lifting, concentrate, make sure there's no one under a lift and we should be okay. You know, um, what we do always tell the lads, we have toolbox, t- toolbox talks repeatedly about lifts, the safety lifts. Lads know not to walk under the crane, but if I see someone walking under or going near it, I'll stop and then wait for them to pass and then I'll go again. So I am mindful of never holding a lift over someone's head and that's all, all the only thing you can really be mindful of. When you're lifting them, be careful really listen out for Paul because he's my eyes really so um really listen out for him and I suppose you just you just have to be
0: on the ball really that that relationship between crane driver and banksman is is such an important one um so do you regularly work with the same person that you have an opportunity to build a, a good working relationship there
1: absolutely yeah there from time to time there would be different banksmen in but all the time I'd have a chat with them before I come up in the morning anyway you know um getting i think even on the radio during the day in between lifts we'd be chatting away and having the crack and it's not all doom and gloom either like you know you, we're well able to have the crack and then just when we're working take it very seriously and take a big very careful obviously but i suppose with everyone on site really you want Become friends with them because, as I just say to the lads, I love stopping and talking to people because it makes my day go so much quicker. And a lot of, that happens a lot in construction. People have the crack. There's so much fun, and it's not all serious. And what I would particularly think of an op- I think an office job would be like, you know. So it is a practical job. Even the the likes of we we'll say the more office based jobs like health and safety or something, they can still come out on site and everyone will be having the crack and you know enjoying themselves at least.
0: Um, Kate, there isn't a huge amount of diversity on building sites across Ireland. We know this um, in terms of age, gender, ethnicity. You know, there just isn't a lot of diversity. So there won't be many sites that you walk onto where there's many people who who look like you, uh, you know, who are your age. Um, you know, that, that has that has that been in any way a barrier to you building that camaraderie that's so important to enjoy, to actually enjoy your work? I think I was.
1: Molly Cottle's a bit in Dublin because Dublin is a bit more aware of women starting to come into construction you know the lads I'd be almost an hour late going up the crane when I was in Dublin because I stopped and talked to everyone on the way and they were all cheering me on when I when I start, decided to go um operate in the crane and everyone was so accepted up there and I think it kind of hit me when I came down home to work a little bit it is the typical more old-fashioned view and I hate to say it because it's where I'm from and I was just I remember my first day walking in here and I I would my legs were weak I didn't want to do it at all I was the night before I was raring to go when I got here I just didn't want to go in and it took a long time I think for people to start to warm up to me you know even just I don't think it's badness I think it's just the just don't know what to, what to say it's like they can't just say to one of the lads well how's things you know they don't do that to a girl so it's nearly I have to try and put myself out there to get anthem back in return
0: yeah well it, it's a different dynamic as well um you know again you're going into a job that has huge responsibility so you've people looking at you uh so much of what happens on the site depends on you keeping keeping the show going and yeah. you know not just from a health and safety point of view so do you ever feel isolated you know again you are 130 feet in the air so while you're chatting to people on the ground you are 130 feet in the yeah. air is, it that, is, is a, that an isolating feeling it is a little
1: lonely kind of job you know it, it, it definitely can be there's days I come home and I'm just like oh but at the same time then as well it is quite rewarding like I do enjoy it and I do like coming into site and working in construction but like then there's the days I could be looking down and there could be lads just staring up and they could just be standing there watching it happen but you start to get quite self-conscious you know you're like oh Jesus oh God people are watching me but as anyone would like not just because I'm female I think people kind of um, take me up wrong when I say this you know it's not just because I'm female I think it's because I'm new you know, anyone that's new is going to be a little bit self-conscious. You know, I see a Latin male apprentices walk in, they're self-conscious too. Like, you know, while you're learning, you're going to be. So I think people t- take it as like, oh, it's a female thing. It's not e- really either. Like there is a certain amount of it that is a bit of self-conscious being female, but like, I'm I'm so lucky where I am now. I've it might have taken a while, but I'm really settled here in Galway and I absolutely loved Dublin. So I think it is starting to open up a bit more.
0: Fantastic. It, t- tell us a little bit just about the training that you had to do to get your ticket, just so that that you can walk people through the process that you had to go through.
1: Yeah, so I, firstly you have to become a banksman to be a crane operator. So I did my banksman ticket. I started training for that in Dublin. And then after a few months, I went and did my training with Damien O'Reilly and got my banksman ticket and then straight away started driving the crane whenever I could, getting training in while banking the crane as well from time to time. So I was kind of working both. And Paddy, the lad that trained me on the crane, we were about four or five months training. And he was just like, You're ready, you have to go for it. Like, you know, you have to put it down. So once my six months training was up, we went for it and I passed, thank God. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to go back to it if I failed the first
0: time. But um, no one, I just started operating a grain after that and I love it. And is there anything that surprised you? Is there anything maybe that you wish you had have known before you chose this as, as your career in construction? I think... I
1: think um, it would be like how actually interesting construction is. People don't really take that into account. You know, I had to be sitting here and I would to be like, my mind has been going crazy. Like, what's that? What's that? What's that? And before I would have had no interest. I'd look up at a building and I'd be like, oh yeah, okay. You know, they're building something there. Wouldn't look too closely. But now I really do have an interest. I even like passing other sites, I had to be watching to see what they're doing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you know, It, it look, I, I'm so delighted to hear you talk with that kind of passion because the reality is construction Covers everything like it's pure alchemy. You're turning materials into places where people are going to live, spend time, give birth, raise a family, yeah. educate. Um, and You know it's 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 everything. It's everything. Absolutely. So, um, I I'm delighted to hear you bring that passion kind of in with you. Can you see yourself doing this long term, or are there other aspects of construction or work on or off site that you have an interest in? Yeah, I. I would
1: like to stay in the crane for as long as I can, but I'm going to try and branch off eventually into health and safety. I do have an interest in health and safety. So I would like to um, kind of see what that area is like. Um, But I do think it's for the first year, I was kind of always saying, oh, construction will do me for now. And then I'll go back and I'll do something in the medical science route. Now I'm. it's going to be construction no matter what. I can't see myself doing anything else.
0: I, I love to hear that. Um, what, what do you know now that could help other people who, at any stage of their career, whether they're still in school or they, they've started another career and it's not fulfilling them, at any level, but that might be considering a move into construction, what would you tell them?
1: Well, I think that when you go into the construction sector, there's always more. There's always something more to do. But say I am in the crane now, but I can go and do health and safety. I know lads who've done their have worked 10, 15 years as an electrician and then they've got their health and safety degree, or they've gone and done project management, or they've done courses to upskill themselves and their foreman or they're this or they're that. Like there's always something else to do. Like people I don't think people on that aren't in construction understand the actual amount of jobs that is available on a construction site.
0: Um, kate you're such an advocate for the industry um genuinely it's really heartening to see because um, over the last number of years there's been there there've been whole task force, forces um dedicated to trying to tell the story of what contemporary construction a career in contemporary construction looks like and it's difficult to do and sometimes yeah. the people who are trying to tell the story have been in it a couple of decades so they're maybe not the fresh set of eyes to do it whereas you're coming in and you i presume have the experience you know in the evenings or weekends hanging out with friends who were in radically different careers um you know does does any part of you think maybe okay well if you know or if you weren't a crane operator what would you be doing
1: yeah i don't think about that much because i actually like i was going to do a veterinary in budapest i was going to go abroad i was going to apply for that i was going to apply for all medical science stuff and now i genuinely think that if i did end up there i wouldn't be still doing it i wouldn't have stuck it out so i just think people have to do their research in and do don't just look over construction i think a lot of people look over construction and just go to the typical jobs you know but I think as well, not just females, males need to be encouraged and educated about it, too. I think there's a lot of pushing females, pushing females, and absolutely we need to push females. But the males need to be educated, too, because there is males out there that aren't getting educated on it either.
0: I think that's a great point. Uh, before we finish up, Kate, uh, just again, I as I mentioned, there's not many people who start their work day by climbing 130 feet in the air uh, up a ladder. <laughs> Are there any kind of characteristics that make maybe somebody suitable for to spend their days as a crane operator?
1: I think um, the heights thing, obviously, I think so many people I I don't think about it because I'm not afraid of heights and I was never afraid of heights. I don't know why. So I kind of get baffled by how people could actually be afraid of heights. I'd go out the back of the crane there and there'd be no bother me. I love looking around. I love being up so high. I'm so nosy. (laughs) But I think just being able a good communicator, being able to concentrate as well. And I think just being just being kind of a little bit more driven. I know the construction, they're long days. That's the only negative I have to construction at the minute, the long, long, long days, the early mornings. But I really enjoy it and you know, it's it's not it's not the worst job, honestly. I think if you could anyone could decide to go into construction, it's like it, I'd be seriously encouraging them to look into it.
0: So really all they need is buckets of energy, focus and a sense of curiosity. I love that. Kate K- Kate, before before we leave you today, can can you give us a look at your view? I can, of course. Show you it know. Actually, you can show us around. Wow. Over over Salt Hill people will be familiar with that, with yeah. that view. I'll bring you up the back here. You might be able to see the Ferris wheel in the distance. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic.
1: It's all at Galway. You can see right across Galway then.
0: You you might be you might be spending your day in a small space, but you definitely have the, the view of the sky. And absolutely. <laughs> amazing. Kate, thank you so much for joining us today. That's an absolutely fascinating view. As I mentioned, you're you're an absolute advocate for newcomers coming into the industry, um, and and I love hearing that passion because that's exactly the kind of passion that we need. The next generation of talent coming in with because that's what's going to to not just uh, drive the industry forward, but kind of bringing in new ideas. And this is how change happens as well. So I'm I'm so delighted and genuinely um. I think you're a wonderful advocate for the industry. So thank you so much for joining us. I'm conscious that I'm conscious that we've taken your whole break for today, but we genuinely appreciate it. And thank you so much for sharing the view that you get to enjoy every day. That was you're Kate. Awesome. Thank you. That was Kate Fahey, Crane Operator <coughs> for Dairy Park Construction. Uh, our thanks to show producer Katie Tallon and to the production team at Hear Me World Media on Sound. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast and to check out our other real estate and construction shows on iProperty Radio. Before we go, a special word of thanks to our sponsor, Place Engage. Using immersive technologies, Place Engage offers a data-driven platform for successful public consultation and community engagement for your next development project. And thank you indeed for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode of Breaking Ground for iProperty Radio.